Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barbin. With me is Adi Harrison. He came in sixth place in the most recent contest, uh, AT12. Um, <clears throat> so we were just actually, let's talk about this coffee thing. Did uh, <laughs> We were just talking before we started recording about coffee and the podcast me and Brad did, you know, saying coffee might actually be beneficial for gut bacteria. So, okay, so maybe we're not just going to talk about coffee. Does that play into any of how your sort of diet and fitness history and how you got in shape and obviously you drank a lot of coffee and then you came off well, mm. how did that all fit that all together for us uh well i mean how'd you get to that level in the first place obviously no one even knows what we're talking about so kind of yeah <laughs> tell them what you just told me yeah well i mean i used to drink you know just tons of the stuff all day every day and i would i would drink anywhere between like 12 and 17 normal cups a day you know and i, I I've got this huge mug that just fits like two and a half cups of coffee in. And um, it's like I, I would just keep refilling it. I'd, I'd drink it, and then as soon as it was getting cool, I'd, I'd sort of get halfway down, go and boil the kettle again. And then once I was done with that one, I'd go downstairs and just put it on. But I used to spend uh, like a lot of the day in front of my PC. So when I was doing my university work or whether I was playing games or, or whatever, I mean, I would just sit there and and just drink coffee all day it kind of kept me going um but i mean it it was a lot and it you know i realized at some point that it was it was it was really too much and you know my, my sleep wasn't good and i was just i just wasn't you know i just wasn't feeling so good you know i didn't feel like i could function until i'd had a coffee in the morning and i just sort of decided to detox entirely one day and i just you know i just went onto water and that was and you, so you didn't even just drop down your coffee dose. You went down to zero. Yeah, I just cut it out completely. Um, oh yeah, I felt like hell for about three weeks. It oh, was, three weeks, really? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the symptoms were psychosomatic. You know, I mean, I think probably the first week was the worst. But I was just grumpy and irritable, and I mean, my sleep still didn't really come back into line or anything for a little while. Um, and I suppose it didn't help that at the time I had um, I had a baby as well. You know, my son was, he was probably about 13, 14 months, something like that. So, you know, we didn't really sleep through the night anyway until he was about two years old. So coffee was kind of helping me get through at that time. But, um, I mean, I, my, my whole sort of fitness journey, I guess, was a bit of a, a roller coaster. I mean, I, I kind of... I was a really fat kid. Um, well, I went from being a really skinny kid to being a really fat kid to the one that everybody kind of picked on at school and bad at sports and didn't want to run because I was, you know, I jiggled and everything else. And, uh, you know, kind of I got thinner again when I started to play um, ice hockey and I started to play rugby. And then I kind of uh, I left South Africa and I came to the U.K., and then at that point, I kind of got big again. I was really, really skinny when I was sort of 17. And then, uh, you know, I just started going out in college. I mean, they start college over here when they're 16, 17 years old. And, uh, you know, it was drinking all night, every night and, you know, takeaways. And, you know, it was just, uh, you know, I was a mess by the time I was 20, 21. And then, I mean, it just, it got worse. And then I got through I got thin again because I went through like a period of basically poverty. <laughs> hmm. So I just had no money. So I just, just got thin. You couldn't afford to overeat. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I was eating literally spaghetti like for two meals a day and that was it. There was the cheapest supermarket spaghetti and like that was it. So, um, and then it, like again, a few years later, I just, I ballooned up again and got massive. Um, and then I just decided at one point that I just, I had to absolutely do something, you know? Uh, so I, I joined the gym, you know, and I decided like my brother came over from South Africa and stayed with us at that point. And this must have been about 2000 and probably 2010, something like that. And how old are you at this point? Uh, at that point, I was just about 30. So actually, no, this was this was 2009 that this started. So I was 29 then. Um, so I joined the gym and I was like, OK, let's let's go crazy let's let's find as much information as we can let's just dig up all the science and so i went on a mission to find everything and you know naturally the first things you find are all the the bro science sort of things and i mean i i tried everything i was like okay i need to eat 2500 calories because that's what the government says so that's what i was doing and i was i was eating like 300 grams of protein a day and i was like i was having six protein shakes a day one before my workout one after my workout but i mean i would i would go in there and i i remember my first like real session and it was horrible because i just went in and i did everything i did a full body routine with 10 minutes of cardio before and 30 minutes of cardio afterwards and by the time i got to sort of minute 25 ish i was starting to feel a bit weird uh, and then I was, by the time I got to 30 minutes, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely going to puke. Mm. And I, I went running down the stairs. I just managed to make it. And I, I just, I was in that bathroom for about four or five minutes. And I just thought this, this definitely got to be a better way than this. You know, this is, this is awful. Mm. But I mean, I just, I cut the cardio out as much at that point, but I was still like, I was still working out for like two hours a day. Um, and then doing a little bit of cardio as well. And I was in there five days a week and I was just, I was, my weight was going up, but I was getting fatter, you know, and I got up to something like 70, 73 kilos, I think at, at my sort of heaviest. And, uh, and at that point I was just like, well, I'm, I'm not gaining any muscle. I'm just, I'm just getting bigger, you know? So I tried to find some other things and I tried to find some other things and eventually financial circumstances just forced me to actually stop going to the gym. Um, and I couldn't invest in anything like to work out with at home at that point. So that just kind of went by the wayside for, for a couple of years. Uh, and then after a few years of sort of sitting at home and, and being overweight and not being comfortable in my own skin and everything else, I just, I thought, okay, there's got to be some, some way that I can just get rid of this weight. There's got to be something I can do. There's got to be some kind of diet or whatever. And that kind of led me to eat, stop, eat. You know, I, I just found it. Um, I can't even remember how I found it. I just found it. And I was like, okay. So I read it and I went, right, I'm, I'm going to try this. This is the thing for me. And through that, you know, I mean, I found... I found you guys through through Eat Stop Eat, and then at that point I was like, okay, no, I'm excited about this now. Something, you know, I just felt good about it, and I thought something's going to work this time. So, you know, I just uh, I jumped right on board, and um, kind of I don't know, I guess like a, a year on from finding Adonis and and losing all the weight and everything else, 
things really just started to click then you know when I went ahead and got immersion then you know things just fell into place then everything all of my questions and all of that other stuff all the worry everything just sort of came into line and um, at that point you know things just sort of I don't know they they just are where they are now I guess so did it feel at that point did it feel like what you had been trying to do started how to do it started to make more sense yeah I mean as soon as I mean there were so many questions that I had um, that I mean some of them were answered partially in the forums and some of them sort of kind of were and weren't and some people would agree or disagree with certain things but when I really started listening to the coaching calls and uh, some of the podcasts and, and, and everything else there in immersion everything just sort of opened up then and I was like ah oh, this makes sense now it's like okay so I can do this and I can do that and, and then from there I, I learned how to sort of really make my questions very very specific so I just sort of went okay so when I could go to the guys in the forum I could ask them something really really specific and get the answer that I wanted instead of giving them a whole bunch of stuff and then they wouldn't know how to answer me because I was I was I still didn't even know the question that I wanted to ask, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, y- yeah. You're, the answer you get is entirely dependent on the on the thoughtfulness of the question, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, because I was, I still wasn't together enough mentally uh, to even ask the the right kind of a question. Uh, and because my goals were, even though I kind of knew where I wanted to go, there was sort of there was still a bit vague in a way because I didn't know how to express that properly mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean I just some of the some of the answers I got back were were helpful um but some of them weren't so much so everything really just narrowed it down from there and I could really narrow my focus from that point on so I mean that that was probably the best thing I've done for myself in the the whole fitness thing was just take the plunge and go for that you know I mean it, it just the, the clarity of my mind now and the, the ease as well of my mind going forward and doing things, you know, it's allowed me to open up my own sort of horizons and stuff, you know, and go, oh, it's okay, you know, I won't lose muscle. I can just build it back up if I just forget about that one for this week and focus on that or or whatever. And that's a good point. So do you, would you say that there's less mental burden in all of this process? Like it's not, yeah. it's not so heavy, heavy of an idea to do stuff like manipulate your body as you choose oh yeah absolutely i mean before i was so worried like about oh well if i stop if i stop working here you know then then the fat will just pile back on and then it'll take me forever to get rid of it but you know if i if i don't hit this muscle then it'll go away and then all the months that i've put in will just be for nothing and the the weight that was off my mind in the end was so liberating you know i mean like I say, just listening to some of the the coaching calls and things like that. Some some of the coaching calls have been even more valuable than some of the podcasts because obviously you've got people, you know, I mean, we can field the questions and then you can give us a really specific answer. And if you just listen through them, you'll find something in there like that some someone somewhere has had the same issue as you. Mm-hmm. And that, that gets addressed, you know, and so that really set my mind at ease on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And and from there, I could just just plow ahead with it. You know, one thing less to worry about. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something we need to upgrade, which we're going to do this year, is actually list out what was asked in the coaching calls. So when you're looking through the coaching call archives, if one of your questions or 
questions. Like you can read what questions were answered in each call, and then you get, mm-hmm. oh, there's that's a question I had, and you just pull up the call, the specific. Oh, call. cool. <clears throat> yeah, it was a bit of a tech issue to get that sorted out, but we've got sorted out now. So, mm-hmm. um, so that well, that's so is okay. So the your pic, I'm looking at your pictures, your transformation that you submitted. Is yeah. that are we capturing only the last twelve weeks of a larger transformation? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right, so um, tell me, tell, and, that, and that's normally the case. It almost seems like everyone's got a longer, bigger story with more, like their like quote before before picture. You know, like mm-hmm. when you really started with each stop eater Adonis, and then the the contest seems to just be the icing on the cake versus the whole thing. So talk us through the whole yeah. thing. Uh, well, I mean, like I say, I found eat, stop, eat first. And, uh, I was probably, um, I was probably somewhere around 67, 68 kilos, whatever it was, something like that. And how tall are you? Uh, I'm five foot eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it was, it was all fat. There was no, <laughs> there was no muscle there at yeah. all. And, uh, and I was like, okay, I need, I need to get rid of this, you know? So, you know, some of it was shifting slowly, slowly, slowly. And, um, you know, then I found sort of eat, stop, eat. And I mean, I dropped, I dropped a ton of weight. I mean, I, I went all the way down to 54. Wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, I got down to like my, my 28 inch waist and I mean, but there was just, there was nothing on me <laughs> and, and I got, I got a few. Now were you weight training there? Or were you just strictly like, what were you doing as far as the, obviously the fasting seemed to kick in and work, but what were you doing? Yeah. Oh no! I mean, I'd, I'd started going to the gym at that point as well, and and at that time I was actually doing um, Rusty Moore's Visual Impact because mm-hmm. uh, I just I found that one through somewhere. I think I was looking for I don't know the Captain America workout or something like that. I don't know, and I was like, yeah, this came up, so I did that, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed it. It was nice, you know. It, it had the nice five by fives and some of the other rep ranges and stuff that were quite good because they weren't too taxing. They had the long you know, rests in between. Um, but I mean, I'd, uh, I just went in and I did that. And, and even though I was kind of growing, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to my metrics so much as, as my, I was watching my waistline and my weight, but I wasn't, I wasn't doing circumferences or anything at that point other than those. So I was, I was getting the impression that I was visually, you know, getting bigger. Um, but I mean, that could have just been the, the leaning up process, but you know, I got, I got all the way down to sort of, uh, to 54 kilos and, and I didn't really have any abs or anything. And I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that I lost some muscle mass in there somewhere because I was doing it all wrong. I was, I was fasting two, maybe three times a week. And then I was also cutting calories on all of the other days on top of that. And I'm surprised that I managed to go for as long as I did without feeling like complete like a mess mm-hmm. um but I, I did manage to go for quite some time and then when I, when we went on holiday and i just basically had like a refeed over this holiday i gained something like six or seven pounds during the week mm-hmm. but I, I looked so much better at the end of that week uh, and i mean i know that most of that would have been fat because i wasn't you know, I wasn't resistance training or anything like that. Well, so. I, I don't think you can gain that much fat in a week. A lot of it's probably just water hydration. You're finally like yeah. full. You're, you're just – some of it's water hydration, some of it's glycogen storage, and maybe a bit of it's fat. Yeah, sure. So, 
I mean, I, I like I went on holiday and I gained some weight there, but I mean, I lost all of that weight again because I just went straight back to to cutting, you know. And I, and at the time, I think I was eating around. I mean, I was always watching my calories. This is the thing. At the time, I was always watching the calories. So. I was eating somewhere around 1,500 a day um, uh, at most every single day. Um, and then I just I stagnated forever and it just seemed like, and then I, you know, I found the Adonis stuff and I was like, oh, okay, great. So boom, we just went through this and I was still, I was still convinced because at this time I didn't have immersion and I was, I was still convinced, you know, that, you know, my, my sort of, my level, my maintenance level was 1500. And I was like, okay, no, it's, I mean, I know that I'm, I'm staying here. I'm not getting any fatter here. So this must be my maintenance level. Mm-hmm. So I carried on and on and I was just hitting the weights all the time. And my gains were so, I mean, at this point I started taking my metrics and my gains were so painfully slow. I was just thinking, man, what have I got to do? I mean, I'm, and and at the time, I read Vivek's uh, transformation, and I listened to his um, to his interview and stuff. And I was like, "Man, this is what I've got to do. I've got to do two workouts a day." Mm-hmm. So I started doing that, and I did like back to back workouts, and and still eating the the fifteen hundred calories. I mean, I noticed that that at the end of that month, my weight had gone up by three pounds. Oh, wow! And and I thought, wow, this is this is fantastic, you know. I thought, okay, great. So now that this is all I've got to do, and yeah, sure. I mean, maybe some of it was was water as well. I don't think all of that would have been, you know, uh, just mass. Um, but sometime later, you know, I, I just I found this this post on the forums, and I thought oh, maybe I should just start eating up a little bit. So I started eating up at eighteen hundred calories. And my weight just shot up then. Uh, my, my shoulder measurement went up. Um, everything went up except my waist. Mm. And I, I think I got up to about 50, 57 kilos or something like that. Um, so, I mean, what's that? Six and a half, six and a half pounds, seven pounds, something. So I went up to that point eating at 1,800. And then things started to, to sort of plateau a little bit for the activity level and everything else that I was doing. And I just... At that point, um, I'd just got an immersion then, and I was like, okay, so, you know, I know that eating up actually works a bit better, and I thought maybe I should just full-on go for RTD and just eat at what it tells me. So, you know. So all of this time, you've been ignoring RTD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's, like awesome. That's so- awesome. I'm so glad you said that. Just It's just because a lot of people want to do it their own way and even though there's a calculator sitting right there people just yeah. I don't know why why can I ask it's, like do you, do yeah. you know why you were was it because you were so attached to how well the 1500 was working to keep you light you were scared to even try RTD yeah i mean that's that's it exactly you know everybody wants to feel like they're the snowflake and i've i've said this in a couple of blogs uh, and i've posted this up on a couple of the 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 messages the guys on the forums have posted up as well where they've they've gone oh i want to do this and i want to do that and i've 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 just i've gone up to them and i've said look trust me i've been where you are i thought i was the snowflake to just give rtd an honest go just try it just try what have you got to lose just try i thought that i was i was going to get humongous eating at 18 and then i thought i was you know and i didn't and i was just like oh so when I, you know, 
but ba- I mean, this the other half of the story is that I did then go full on for RTD. So I went straight from 1,800 to eating 2,700 a day. Mm. And I did get fat. Mm. You know, um, I just, I full on went. But I mean, I, I wasn't, what I should have been doing was monitoring my, my lower belly. So an inch below my navel as well as my navel because it seems that I store all of my fat first an inch below. So by the by the time I'd actually put on enough weight to notice properly around my navel, mm-hmm. I'd actually put on probably three three and a half inches on my waist, way too much. So oh, interesting. And that's yeah. actually that's a really good point you just brought up because for some of the girls, even they've said the same thing that their waist, where we say to measure, it stays tight, but they gain weight below it. Yeah. And for some guys, right around their navel is exactly where they gain it the fastest. But, yeah, but that's for anybody listening. That's a good point. If if you obviously put it on, not exactly where your navel is, then the point is measure at your at your thickest, sort of flabbiest waist point. Yeah. So the navel's where we assume most people's is the worst, but mm-hmm. if yours is below it, then that's that's actually where you measure. Don't 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 think you're getting away with it by measuring at a smaller point. Yeah, I mean, I I would encourage everybody whether or not they know their fattest point is around the belly button or an inch below, I would encourage them to take both and watch both anyway mm-hmm. because that, that will give you, I mean, the more metrics you got, the more information you have. So, you know, for me, that's that's been a big a big difference. And so this time, I mean, that's actually what prompted me to to enter AT12 because I just, I went, okay, look, this I'm, I'm obviously too big and I thought I want something to focus me, I want something to get on track. So... Uh, that's what I did, but I actually started um, cutting down mm-hmm. probably a month and a half before AT12 even started. So by the time by the time AT12 actually started, I was almost at my golden waist. By that point, I think I was something like uh, I think my golden, as per the RTD calculator, supposed to be thirty point four, and I think at the time I was at thirty point five or thirty point six. So I was pretty much right there. Yeah, like in, but, this, in your before picture, it looks like you have nothing left. You don't have any really work to do left on your waist. Yeah, I mean, I had very little, but I I dropped uh, I dropped like three inches, um, like up to that point. So do you have a but, do you have a picture of that like before? Uh, Something. I can have a look. I mean, I've got one from a uh, a few years ago when I was uh, when I was on a beach in Seychelles. Um, like but this is this is back when i was in my 20s probably 22 and i was oh yeah i was quite big <laughs> but i can i can give that to you if you yeah, want yeah. Any, anything you you've got to show people like how much you know what can what's possible because you gotta remember people when they see one of these pictures they just in their mind just think that's how you've always looked mm. you know it's hard oh, well, for people to anyone who doesn't know you which is basically everyone listening they don't know that what you look like before this and you know, neither do I. It's great to always get a history of like all the different bodies, shapes you've had for people to realize, oh my God, but you can still end up here in your final look. Mm. Oh, well, I mean, I've got one from when I was, you know, nine years, 10 years old as well. And I had like a size 34, 36 inch waist. So I can give you that one too. Yeah, yeah, all of it. All of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send them all along. So um, yeah, I mean that, Basically, I, I, I all my work on my waist. But this was my plan: is I kind of went into it thinking, you know what, I'm going to shrink down as much as I can before the contest, and then I'm just going to make the contest almost solely about 
just putting on as much mass as I can because I, I just wanted to build as much muscle as I could and use that as my transformation. So, and that's what that's what you were rewarded for because that your pictures clearly show you gained a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, I mean, it. Some of it, I think, probably will be. Um, I don't know, maybe just like a reinflating off some of it, but I definitely added some on my shoulders. Definitely added some on my shoulders. Um, but at the whole point, though, I, I never actually managed to, because my plan was to probably be dieting for still the first three to four weeks. And then after that, I was going to be in surplus calories all the way through. But I never actually managed to eat in a surplus throughout the whole contest. I never went above 1,850 calories at any point. Mm. <clears throat> Things just kept getting in the way. Um, I mean, my work is sort of all over the place um, and I didn't factor in a few things you know there was a family holiday and then I also went away um, with work as well so I mean and I also had uh, the last two weeks of the contest I mean my pictures were already done on the 13th of November because I was I had no time between the 13th and the closing date to actually take any pictures because I was in work all the time so you lost a solid week 10 days even yeah, just just from that alone, and then there was the week I went away with my family, and then the week with work as well. So actually, I lost closer to a month. Mm. Um, but but what I actually did was on the run up to the holiday, I, I doubled a lot of my workouts, and then when I got back, I doubled again some. So I didn't miss as many workouts. Ah, I see. Um, I just I just kind of you know I just had that sort of week off, but I made up for it before and after. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, my work is, it's difficult sometimes because I go to work at sort of two, three in the afternoon and then I stay there and I stay overnight until four o'clock the next day. Mm. So sometimes like in this week up to, up to the, the holiday I had with work, the guy I look after has a brain injury, so he needs 24 hour care. And, um, I was in work Monday into Tuesday, then Wednesday into Thursday, then I was in work Friday into Sunday night as well. So I didn't get home until sort of eight o'clock Sunday night. And then, I mean, it was just Monday was just a recovery day from all of that for me. So I missed the solid eight days with work there, really. So the, what I'm hearing but, from you is no matter how messed up your schedule is, it's still possible to make a change. Yeah, Absolutely. But you just you need to find a way. That's the thing. I mean, the the good thing about the way that like my work is for me is that if I'm starting work at two or three, it means I've got the morning to work out. Mm -hmm. So even though I might not have the night before, I've still got the morning. So mm -hmm. you can I can always squeeze something in somewhere. And that's why but, I don't tell people when to work out because, like, like your yours is a good example. I would have no idea how how sort of complicated your work schedule is so mm. to say like work on these exact days work out once a day like i don't know if you have to get three workouts in in the space of 30 hours then that's just what you have to do right like it's, exactly you yeah, just exactly. gotta make it happen yeah and and that's that's the thing for me i just i had my plan which was uh, i'm just going to hit my shoulders for you know because i i wanted to build the the core ai look and I, so I just hit my shoulders every single day, mm -hmm. four times a week. I just went through shoulder boosters for the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, well, with the exception um, of one of the weeks. After week three, I noticed that my shoulders began to break down. Mm. 
and they were starting to click and everything was feeling horrible and I just thought okay I'm, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna stop here so for that week uh, I think I threw in some I just I threw in some bicep work in that for a week after that and then I went back to it and then I was fine my shoulders were fine from then on that's interesting so you could handle all the extra boosters but you had to break from them but then you could handle it again yeah yeah exactly so I mean I noticed throughout that whole period that when I first started I was doing the boosters and and when I was doing them I had to drop the weights quite drastically between sets because they're all supersetted so I mean I was just doing the, the basic shoulder boosters rather than the advanced ones mm -hmm. so I was doing those and I really had to drop the weights quite a lot between every set and even just my normal workout ones when I was doing lateral raises or upright rows or whatever mm -hmm. I had I had to drop them in quite big increments but by the end of it I was barely dropping them at all you know it was very very small increments so because of all the extra work the my shoulders just can handle a lot more abuse now um mm -hmm. which well, is interesting that's adaptation it's people like I said, there's no overtraining. Most people never get to overtraining. They just yeah. they just haven't worked their way up to a higher level and don't realize how much their body's capable of. <clears throat> well, this is it. I mean, I heard the podcast um, about conditioning and everything else, and I just thought, man, you know what? This this is it. Uh, everybody is just under-conditioned, and I thought, so all I've got to do is just build up my conditioning. Simple. Um, well, it sounds simple. So <laughs> yeah. you've got to put the work in, but <laughs> it sounds easy. So, uh, I mean, that's what I did, and it, it worked for me, you know. Um, but, I mean, that, that goes away really quickly as well. I mean, well, that, I, that level of conditioning. Yeah, because as soon as the contest was over, I mean, I got really ill. Oh, uh, in really? The, <clears throat> yeah. In the, in the final few weeks uh, of the contest, there was a lot of stress with work. They were changing all of our, our working hours, but they hadn't even consulted us. And it looked like I was basically going to have to give up my job because I, I couldn't do the hours that they wanted me to do. And, uh, you know, the, there was just, I, w I wasn't sleeping. I, you know, I had insomnia and it, I was just up until three, four in the morning worrying all the time that I wasn't going to have any money to feed my family. And it was horrendous. The last couple of weeks of the contest were horrendous. And then sort of when it, when it finished, all of it came to a head with work and uh, you know, I, just, I basically, my body just broke down. I got really ill. Uh, I think my immune system just fell apart with all the stress. And I just, I took a few, I took a few weeks off working out. I, I had no choice, really. I was too ill to do anything. And, um, you know, like everything kind of shrank a bit and, and all that stuff. But when I came back to it again, I just started with the, the basic core workouts uh, and I did that for a couple of weeks just to get back into it. Um, and, you know, already at that point, I noticed that I had to drop the weights a little bit more than I would have, have to have done. But I put that down to, you know, being ill and still recovering from that. So, but um, following on from the contest and how well I kind of did with, um, you know, my shoulder circumference, I just thought, well, Maybe if I just hit muscles every single day, then uh, I'll be, I'll, you know, that will be a good way to put mass on. So I actually did a bit of an experiment um, 
and, and this is part of the the freedom, the liberation of of mind. You know that I don't worry about doing this now. So I decided I was just going to do uh, chest, back, and shoulders to bring all of those up. So I did the advanced boosters for all of those, and I just did uh, chest first, then uh, arms, and then back. And I did them four days a week uh, for three weeks. And, and at that point, my body was beginning to break down some of the tendons now in my you, left you're wrist. you're just doing that like on top of a base Adonis workout or just straight that? No, I just did that hmm. uh, because I wanted to see whether – I mean I did all – I ran all the numbers and uh, doing those, I would actually be getting uh, more sets and more reps in for those muscle groups than I would have done with the, the, the core workouts alone. Mm-hmm. So I, I then wanted to test whether actually the, the frequency would be of any benefit. So hitting the muscles at least four times you know, a week would be of any additional benefit as well so as the at, additional sets. So at any point, does it, does it, do you not – okay, I understand that. And But the way the workouts are designed, those muscles get hit three to four times a week even in a normal workout. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I know. But I just I wanted to really hit them. I mean, okay, I know I that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tried that, and um, it was actually quite successful in some respects, but not in others. Uh, in I mean, in the first three weeks, I put something like uh, what was it? It was about an about an inch on my chest circumference in the first three weeks. It was just under an inch, um, somewhere between three quarters and an inch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was within the first three weeks. And I was eating a full load of calories as well. By this point, I was eating like 2,400 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, my biceps, uh, interestingly, they only got back up to what they were at, at the time of the contest. So because mm-hmm. of my illness, they, they'd shrunk quite a lot, my biceps. Mm-hmm. And I only got them back up to, you know, contest size. Um, and obviously, my my back circumference is included in the chest circumference, mm-hmm. um, and and my shoulders they stayed exactly the same. They didn't go anywhere, um, and my legs actually shrank by about a quarter of an inch. Now, at but, this point, how close are you to your golden metrics? Oh, I'm a long way away. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm still a fair. I'm still uh, my my shoulders are now. I've put some more on on my shoulders, so I'm now at uh, 40, 45 and a quarter inches on my shoulders, and I was forty-five for the the end of the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my golden shoulders are something like forty forty-nine point one or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I've still got a long way to go on the shoulders, mm-hmm. um, and my my waist is still under under golden. I think I'm at I'm now. At a twenty, or at least this morning, I was at a twenty-nine point. So there's still five. Muscle, there's still plenty of muscle to build. There's, there's yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've still got quite a lot of room to grow, uh, and as long as I'm eat, and because I'm still quite, I suppose, training naive to a degree as well. Um, I should be able to put on at least a reasonable amount, just as long as I'm doing the workouts right and my contractions are good and I'm putting enough effort in and I'm getting enough rest. So, so throughout all of this experimenting and sort of mixing and matching, what what have you arrived at now? Um, <laughs> well, like it, what realization wise, not necessarily your and and now your new course of action. Well, I mean, now uh, basically, I've I've just decided that the best way to go is just to stick to the core Adonis workouts. 
and then add in a booster for whatever it is that I want. Because, I mean, that, that three weeks, I mean, the first couple of days were fun. But after that, I was starting to go a bit crazy with just arms, back, chest, arms, back. Mentally, I just I could not do it for four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Physically, my body was saying I've had enough after three. So I just went back to the normal workout. And even after that one session of the normal workout, my legs came straight back up to the size they were at before. Um, My shoulders went up a tiny little bit. Um, I'm talking like two sixteenths of an inch. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously. So you, so you had to do all that experimenting, even with the immersion, to trust that maybe I actually know how to build a workout. No, no, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that at all. I mean, I just, I, I thought, well, you know, I mean, I did the, like, obviously, I thought, oh well, if I can hit my shoulders this much, yeah, maybe yeah. I can just. Maybe I can hit the other lagging body parts. Maybe I can hit them a lot oh, and know. bring them up quickly. But, but you know, from my perspective, it sounds like you're trying to like, like oh, you, no, you no. must know how you seem like you're trying to cheat, like cheat the laws of physics at this point, or like kind of like, yeah, the workouts are what they are, but there's got to be a way to rearrange them to make it go faster. No, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, because I knew that I was going to keep the muscle that I already had, mm-hmm. um, uh, or at least that I could bring it back up within a couple of weeks. I knew that I could afford to ignore some body parts maybe and just focus on building a few more up quickly, like I did with my shoulders in the contest. Right, so, yeah, yeah, I got you. So I, I had like my core stuff, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to nail my shoulders and bring them up. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to bring more things up quickly, but what I learned from that is just just don't <laughs> <laughs> well there's a limit right no matter yeah. how much effort you feel like you can put into a given exercise pattern or muscle group yeah. the tissues themselves can only handle so much yeah before yeah. yeah you can go right back in i mean you you and i could do 30 sets of shoulders today and do 30 more tomorrow it's just the system itself is going to isn't going to reward you at a certain point it's just in a you know those tissues are going to break down you're just not it, the response you're hoping for is this is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, the, the, the obviously we need our rest and stuff as well. And these things, they need a break, you know. And you know, some of the best advice I got was um, Jay, one of the guys on the forums. You know, when I was I was talking through my plans with him before eighty uh, twelve. And I said, oh, and then I'm going to add some boosters in on my rest days and blah, blah. And he went, whoa, 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 hang on, no. He said, your rest days are your rest days. Mm-hmm. Just leave that alone. <laughs> and I went, mm, okay, fair enough. So I did that, and I'm so glad I did. And I, I fully agree. You know, I, it's, it's great. We need that time, I think, mentally as much as anything. And whether you only need one rest day or whether you, you need three or you like one or you like three, whatever, whatever suits the individual i think you should work to that but if you feel like you need a rest day then take one absolutely um that's and you know nothing's gonna change just for not having that one day you know you know and before you know before i sort of i had all this liberation uh, of my mind i would be like no i can't take a rest day no 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 i, I can't take a break from dieting no 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 There's no breaks no breaks work 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 and man, that's more exhausting than the working out. You know? It is. It is. Yeah, I've trained with a few people who just, if they miss a work, quote, miss a workout, they 
they they really feel like they've given up and I'm like no you've you know you know remember that you've trained for 4 days in a row now it's a, a day off is there's nothing wrong with the day off and and I see them struggle with it I see them struggle with like they feel like they're not supposed to take that day off but mm-hmm. but they they feel kind of lousy and they're they're getting to the point where it's enough they just actually need the day off and they yeah. they have a hard time feeling guilty about actually taking a day off and I'm like no you're 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 not yeah. you're not a machine you actually need your system does need to recover like the whole system besides recovering from exact muscle groups like mm-hmm. a certain muscle can only handle so much but then systemically yeah. you can only handle so much and then you know maybe a day off of weights but you can still do a light cardio day or you just go for a walk mm-hmm. or something or maybe just nothing maybe you just really need a day of nothing and those days yeah. those days arise no matter what and if anything, you should you should like embrace the fact that you've trained hard enough that it's obvious that today's the rest day instead of mm-hmm. instead of feeling guilty about getting to that point. Yeah, and this is a mentality I think that a lot of people have. You know, and I, I have a friend of mine who recently he's he's just been uh, falling apart at the seams basically because he's he's been dieting for a long time and and everything else. I said, listen, just just stop, just take a break. I said, just just eat a normal amount for a week. Don't work out. So just go for walks and take photos. You like to do that. So just go do that every day. You know, you'll still get out. And it's like, no, no, I feel like I'm quitting. It's like you're not quitting. You're resting. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a big well, difference. And recovering too, not just exactly. resting, but recovering. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he just found this so hard to take on board. And I, I just had to kind of pull rank on him in the end. And, and he did. He listened. And now he feels like a million times better. So... Hopefully he won't be scared in the future. Yeah, and I think it's just it's just like you you have to trust yourself that that doesn't that week doesn't lead into a year of not training. Like, yeah, I mean, if 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 you've only been going like a couple of months, and you know everything else, then I would say yeah, sure, just push through. Unless it's really obvious that your body is breaking down and you need to stop, then then just push through a bit, build up the habits so that you know that when you go back, you'll just fall straight back into it. You know, I mean, I had a, I had like a long time of building up the habits before I really decided that I needed to take a, a a proper break, you know? So, but yeah, I I think people just need to realize that that has a time and a place as much as the working out and the attention to diet and and everything else. It's, Mm. It's all, it's all part of it. And that's a good distinction you brought up was the difference between being new to it and it just feels overwhelming and you just like, oh, I don't like that anymore. I'm taking a rest. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're six to six months to a year in or years in and you've never really allowed yourself to have a solid rest. And like it's, at that point, it's a, go ahead, take a rest. Don't, you know, your body will yeah. be better off for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're on to the, towards the end here. What's your advice to... So people listening who <clears throat> you know, have done a bit of what you've done, a little bit of up, a little bit of down, getting big, getting small, like, what's, what's well, your advice? I mean, I, I think probably one of, the, one of the best things I could advise people to do is do all of your experimenting, do, do all of your planning and everything else. You know, if you're going into a contest and you're thinking, this is how I want to do it, then try it out before you're going to go in, you know. Uh, plan and prepare well ahead. I I switched up my eating 
um, two weeks in, I mean, I'd, I'd started eating more calories on my workout days and then eating less calories on my, uh, on my rest days. And I'd found that that worked really, really well for me. But then two weeks in, some, something that somebody said on the forum um, made me think. And I thought, huh, maybe I should just try eating evenly all of these days. And then I did that. And that felt terrible. So, I mean, I did that, I did that for three weeks during the contest. And, and it seemed to derail all of my progress. Mm. So I then had to switch back. And, oh, man. So I, I think just work out what it is you want to do and then try that out for a few weeks before you actually go in so that when you're going in you've got a clear head and you know exactly what you're doing you know what you're going to do for the whole sort of time frame i mean if if something obviously doesn't work while you know you're in month 2 or whatever then you know, of course change it but at least experiment beforehand and get all of that stuff out of the way so that you can just go in and you just focus on getting the workouts done and doing whatever it is you've planned on doing. I think that's a, a really, really, and, and, you know, just be consistent, you know, know when you're going in that you are going to finish, know that you, you are going to get where you're going. Just, just go in there with as much confidence as you can and, and just enjoy the time, stick to it because when you get to the end, you know, it's, I mean, some people, you know, have gone, oh, well, what do I do now? And some people feel really liberated, like, oh, God, thank thank God that's over. I just, oh, you know, I've had some guys on the forums going, oh, I'm so glad it's over. And other guys going, oh, well, what do I do now? It's like, well, just carry on. <laughs> but, you know, you should really just enjoy that time. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, yeah, I, I guess my advice or the best advice is to just plan everything ahead and just and just do it work it all out and just do it stick to it make it work however you need to just make it work yeah the less midstream adjustments the better yeah exactly you know i mean i'm i'm sort of living proof that if you're determined enough then you can get it done you know i mean there's i th i mean i think in total i i, I missed about um nine or ten days worth of workouts for the period that I was actually doing it for. Um, but that's only because I couldn't manage to squeeze in extra ones. But in the places I could squeeze in extra ones, I did. Mm. You know, things, you know, have a look at your calendar before you do it and go, huh, do I have a family holiday? Do I have a wedding? Do I have this? And then decide for yourself whether or not you should enter that contest. Is there something in there that's going to potentially derail your progress? I mean, for me, when I went on holiday with, with work, um, obviously I was away for that week, so I wasn't training and it was more difficult to pay attention to what was going in because I had less control over what I ate. Mm. Um, so I, I then, when I got back, my waist had gone up and it took me a week to get back to where my waist was before I even went away. So that was a week's worth of loss on the on the whole fat loss side of things. And... Little things like that, you know, that you don't account for beforehand can, can have a, a significant impact. So mm -hmm. yeah, just so, yeah. cross all your T's and dot all your I's as much as you can ahead of time so you don't get surprised with, you know, yeah. speed bumps along the way. Yeah, not like me who just went, ah, it'll be fine, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, but that's why we do these calls so people can learn from everybody else. Mm, yeah. All right, well, that was a good... That was a good one. I think that's a good place to leave it. So 
Uh, congrats on the placing and for Adi Harris and John Barman. And that's your Adonis Index podcast.